Hey, everybody, this is Steve. Uh, in case you couldn't tell, I don't feel so great. Um, but Joel and I wanted to get something up for y'all. Um, so uh, we decided to do a refresher course, uh, not a rerun, a refresher course. And we're going to rerun our first ever uh, TD, TTBB podcast, TTBB numero uno from November of 2020. Uh, I think it's good. You know, I think, well, let's let you guys be the judge. Have we learned anything? Have we changed? Uh, hopefully we've been of some benefit uh, to you. I know that um, having these regular conversations with Joel has been very important to me um, in a w- rare moment of actual seriousness. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is just something that um, I really value his friendship a lot. And, uh and, uh, you know, the fact that we still entertain each other after all these years uh, is really, <clears throat> really fantastic. And uh, if anybody else gets some benefit out of it, then, you know, so much the better. Anyway, uh, you can let us know what you think at, by emailing at ttbbpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll even send you a free sticker. Um, TTBB podcast sticker, that is. Uh, they're pretty dope. My sister and past guest Libby uh, made them. And, um, hi Libby and, um, follow us on Instagram at trying to be better podcast, not TikTok, Instagram. All right. Uh, thanks everybody once again for uh, listening and, uh, hopefully we'll be back in commission for next week. Okay. Here we go. All right, I think this is on. You should see a thing that says it's on. I think it's on. Okay, great. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's happening. Are we doing it? It's like it's like the first it. time I got laid. Are we doing? Is this yeah, happening? This is it. This is totally it. I, is oh my god, I'm not. I'm not even going there. I'm not. Nope. All right. Not, well, my name is Joel Egger, and uh, and I, my friend here is Steve Erbauer. And um, I guess we're talking to each other for a while and we're going to record it. Um, welcome to the uh, Trying to Be Better podcast with Steve and Joel, or is it with Joel and it's Steve? It's Joel and Steve. I think you should go first. All right. I'm well, deferring to you. You're the welcome. one with actual like artistic credentials here. That's bullshit because you are a musician. So shut up. Okay, fine. Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Um, why are we here? Well, Joel, we're here because, and I think this is interesting, but I mean, the short version is that I asked you if you want to do a podcast. Which is, which is wild because I'd kind of been thinking about doing a couple of different things, right? Because like we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Yeah, that's and, right. And I, and I'm a theater artist and a theater professor. And I did some weird stuff this fall that kind of mm. jarred loose some old nooks and crannies in my brain mm-hmm. and um i thought about doing a podcast a long time ago just about like local lincoln nebraska community stuff yeah i, remember and I thought about that i'm like man you know it'd be cool to have a podcast but i don't know what we would talk about and and kind of in that same time you sent me that text well i've been well in my meditations lately i mean one of the things that i'm focusing on is like to to find a creative outlet. Right. 
Yeah. Like playing music in coffee houses or whatever. That's kind of out right now. That's out right now. That's kind of out, which is kind of a bummer because like my wife's taking guitar lessons and can sing. And that's something I've been like, I would like to do with her at some point, you know, right. right. To go do the, you know, Joan Baez, Bob Dylan thing. Ah, see, right. Holly can sing like crazy, but anyway, so like, that's kind of out. And, and I thought, gosh, you know, like we, like I enjoy talking with you. I was like, I wouldn't even bother to do this with a lot of people. <laughs> no, that, no, that's absolutely true. I wouldn't either. Like I thought about like, if you're going to actually start a podcast, you should be able to want to do it for a long time to get those conversations in. Yeah. I, yeah, there is your, I don't think there's anybody I would want to do. I, and that's not just to kiss your ass. I'm just saying that I think all the weird shit that we talk about, Yep. I love you, but I, I think there'd be, there'd be a lot. I think the weird shit that we would be interested in discovering about a range of topics or music or people we'd interview. I think that it would continue to be interesting because you and I have, you know, we have some, some water under the bridge for real. And it's always been interesting. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think at least to guys, us. <laughs> yeah so if you if you yeah <laughs> this is just two you know middle-aged white dudes talking to each other pretty much that's gonna be a lot of it but i think that the title Are of the we middle-aged oh god i'm 40 i guess i would consider be, that middle-aged. i'm almost 50 so i'm more middle you're shit 40s than you 25 you're good but if you think about middle as like, I mean, if I make it to 80, that's yeah, a you're middle aged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 80 is, I think, yeah. a good number that like, that's what we're trying to hit. So, right Joel, now. is this your midlife crisis doing a podcast with me? No, no, it's not. And and if we ever have a Patreon, you can, you get to, for a, a cool 5 million, you can know what my midlife crisis oh, was or will be. Yeah. yeah. My midlife crisis right now is video games, but maybe that'll be a topic. Sure. Time. oh i'll write that down yeah that's a good one but i think that you know it's like we're just two dudes that here's the other thing too is that we're in the middle of a global pandemic you and i would have been to a lot more concerts by yeah. this time mm-hmm. we would have had a lot more conversation in a car for real this is a time it's that you and i can worth. just sit and talk about cool stuff yep and the point of the podcast being like we're trying to be better like this yes. is not just us kissing each other other's asses or giving each other a hard time like or shit talking. Right, we're going Although there may be some of that, but that's part of it. Yes. But because let's I... face it, that's really one of our gifts to the universe is the ability to do that. <laughs> that's a whole other thing too because when I met you, I was a, you know, shivering sensitive, you know, child man child. Right. And Which you're not I... anymore. No. And no, I can take not. some shit. And I, yes, I kind of always wish that that was possible. So anyway, but I think the point of all of this is that we eventually chat about things to be curious, to be interesting, mm. to be interested ourselves, to keep ourselves fascinated with the world, learn some new shit, talk I, to people that like we wouldn't normally talk to in this way. I don't know. What do you think? See that? Well, I like what you said about the fascination thing, because that's one thing that I think has made our relationship so rich is that we come from disparate places, but we kind of feel the same way about things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're able to, and not about everything, but I mean, like, cause we, you know, like you've called me out on some things and I've called you on some things, but it's always gone well. And 
Um, I think that we have, I just got some notification on my computer. Leave me alone. Um, ADD moment. We oh, have the trust tree. Yeah, we have the trust tree and that um, we are able to bounce things off each other in a way that opens up doors. Yes. That maybe wouldn't otherwise happen. Right. Agreed. Like, yep. oh, I didn't think about that. You know, that thing. Yeah. And yeah. It, but in a way that is, I mean, it helps that we're kind of simpatico about a lot of things. So we're not going to get into. I, well, I mean, I think that it's the perfect time to have these conversations publicly because I know that, and this isn't me tooting my own hooter. <laughs> Toot your hooter. That's a t-shirt. That's the t-shirt. There you go. That's it. Um, <laughs> Who wants to team Joel's hooter? I know that you have, <laughs> I know that you have helped me to be better. Yes. And I know yes. that I've helped you to be better. Like, I'm oh, not saying yes. that just because, but like we've helped each other be better men. For those of you that don't know us, that's 100% true. It's real. We have both legitimately helped each other become better men over the course of the last almost two decades. Yeah. Better or to even become men. <laughs> dude my okay so kirsten and i my wife were on a bike ride tonight and out of nowhere she says you're a good man oh i almost like welled up and wrecked my bicycle i yeah but i don't think good. i don't think she says shit like that uh without you and men like you in my mm -hmm. life but mm -hmm. primarily like you're kind of my you're my vault yeah you know same so where did that let's talk let's 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 get into it sure. where did that start like we we met 18 plus years ago yeah in recovery we'll just yep. leave that there yeah but i mean I, you uh were a hot mess <laughs> you were a, let's hear how i want to know what your yeah what how oh, well you how, were how, you were really agitated and really sweaty and drove that little red prism car thing yeah and um, a 1990, um, what was it? A 93 or four Geo Prism hatchback. Yeah, not a bad yep. car for, you know, somebody, whatever. It was the, it was the sobriety sled, you know. It was the cherry bomb. Right. That's what That's I called good. it. Um, but, you know, you, you were desperate, which is a really good way to come around. That's true. You know, mm -hmm. like you were legitimately desperate and looking for, a, I don't necessarily think you were looking to get sober but you were looking for a way out that wasn't suicide which is absolutely real and i have no problems telling you that and and anybody that's listening to this that i was at the end of my rope and not mm -hmm. because i mean i was freaking 20 years old on the cusp of being 21 and realized i needed to get clean and sober that's a really weird time to get sober it really i took a i got i had three months of sobriety on my 21st birthday wow and, and i went and saw a fast and furious movie to celebrate with some other people in recovery, which is wow. at the time it was great. Cause I wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, dying, but I right. can't, I, when you met me, I was miserable and completely desperate and didn't yep. want to die and was on the cusp of doing that. So, you know, you, and I, you know, this is a long time ago and my memory is kind of hazy, but my memory of the time for you is like you got back into your academic pursuits pretty quickly ish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It took a little while. You had some hurdles to jump through, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but you were obviously you, despite the troubles you were having 
um, with your ability to deal with life, you still had a vision of what you wanted to do with your yeah, life. Cause I was completely screwing it up. Yeah. Like I was, I was that kind of brooding, talented yeah. actor kid in the theater department that couldn't show up to stuff yeah. sober and couldn't show up to stuff at all and yeah. was failing out and had a lot of quote unquote potential. I you know what that. I mean? That I, was me. Steve has and a lot of potential. Steve, Steve, you have a, Steven has a lot of potential, but he's yeah, just but gonna, he, he needs to, to apply himself, himself and everyone around him. <laughs> so like my impression of you was, I was like, this guy is kind of a, a loose cannon. Mm. You know what I mean? You're not the first and, person to say that. Like loose and, cannon. And, and history would show that that's true. Yeah. And okay. you kind of seem like this guy is unafraid to be a little wild. True. Cause you would like DJ stuff and you'd yep. be, you'd in, you know, in hanging out with people and in conversations with our friend group, it was like, Oh, this dude doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Which but, is really funny because for a long time I really did. I was terrified. That's a lot different now, but yeah, back then I think that was still a thing, but yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of that stems from the fact that I, I've through, I'm just fortunate enough to have seen some things in my life that a lot of people haven't. Right. And I have right. that kind of perspective. Yep. You know? And so it's like, well, whatever. <laughs> but the thing that really kind of sealed the deal is like, I really want to get to know this dude is that mm. is at that bachelor party where we had that huge bonfire for, Oh yeah. For Chris. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, you busted out the guitar and played like tangled up in blue and you oh, played yeah. some other Dylan stuff. And, mm -hmm. and uh, Floyd wish you were think, here probably. Yep. Yep. And so I was like, Oh, he knows me. I, I could maybe at that time play three songs in their entirety and you played about, you know, 10. So I was right. like, Oh, this guy, it's, it's, it was great. I was like, thanks. You, it kind of was like one of those things where it was like, Oh, uh, this can happen and you can be sober doing it. And yeah. I was like, this guy's cool. He plays guitar and has a funky bucket hat and smokes cigarettes and is a kind hat. of wild and has a kind of a maniacal laugh. Like, mm. Oh, this guy's okay. It's cool. You know, oh. but if that were all that there was like, so what, then we wouldn't probably be, you know, pals today. You know what I mean? Like, well, those were heady times. <laughs> yeah, they were. But, you know, I watched you kind of dust yourself off and like, we didn't hang out. We weren't hanging out a lot back then. Like we weren't super tight. We were kind of on in the same social circle, I would say. Right. Like the first time I really hung out with you was I think going over to your apartment with Chris me, and, and yeah. somebody else. And yeah. you, we turned the lights down and you played some live dead for us. Yeah. That was great. That was always great. great. And I was that right now, actually. <laughs> and I was stone cold sober right. and I, we've had, I mean, you guys should reference the, or listen to the conversation Steve and I had about the grateful dead, mm -hmm. but like that was kind of a, an introduction beyond just like, the bullshit you normally hear about the grateful dead. Right. And I was like, really, I listened to it and heard it for the first time. So right. I was like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Well, in a way it was meditating. Totally. It was meditating. That might've been my first like true meditation besides yeah. a couple of, you know, my weird progressive church camp. That's, that should be You're right. rainbow camp. We oh should boy. talk about rainbow. Oh boy, camp. I'm writing that down. Okay. Rainbow camp, rainbow camp, dude. I, I, yeah, I can't wait to. Oh, I'll tell that. you where the thing that really, really got my attention 
other than the fact that you know you're devastatingly handsome. Woo, Lord! <laughs> I watched Ferris Bueller the other night, so that's you know, Abe Froman, <laughs> sausage, sausage king of Chicago. Anyway, um, but anyway, uh, was Gabriel's horn? Ah, I don't remember exactly where that was in this timeline, but it's pretty early on. That would have been 2003. Okay. 2002, 2003. So Gabriel's horn was, I mean, I could talk all night about that, but that was the first original devised movement piece I directed as an undergraduate at the university of Nebraska theater department. That production blew my mind. Yeah. Like a legitimately. And I, I was thinking about this today. I was kind of thinking about this conversation, but I'm like, I mean, maybe that was just, you know, Joel was riffing on something he'd seen. He just kind of threw this thing together. But like, to me, that like, I was thinking what I didn't, I couldn't, like, I couldn't tell you today because I don't know enough about that world to know if it was derivative or if it was Mm. actually original. You know what Mm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. But for me seeing that it blew my mind. I had never seen anything like that before. Not only that, but it made me cry. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, And you were sitting there, you were, you were the director. I was, and I just thought, I and I knew it. that, and I knew that it was a Joel Egger joint kind of from top to bottom, other than yeah. the people doing the actual movement, you know? Yeah. But that blew my mind. And I'm like, that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever mm. seen. And I knew it came from you. Thanks, man. Yep. I, that was a, that's kind of one of those things that, um, you know, when, when, it, <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it, like when an alcoholic talks about drinking their first drink and it just mm-hmm. turned them on and they always tried to get back to that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I've transcended that with that one, but I always think like there was something very pure mm-hmm. and it wasn't derivative. I mean, but it did, I did steal technique and sure. certain things and it was nothing's it was original in rock and roll, man. Exactly. It was definitely every everybody steals everything. But right. it, it was it was my girlfriend at the time and I worked on it. It was kind of like a bad dream slash end of the world in reinterpretation of revelations sort of thing. But it wow, was very I can't relate to that at all. Right. It was very redeeming though. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, that was the first time it was like pure. It was the yeah, it was pure creativity from mm-hmm from me and the actors that worked on it, they had a lot sure. to say about that, but mm-hmm. it was one of those things where I felt, I felt like I was in my own and created something original. And I've kind yeah. of been chasing that one ever since. And really had a similar feeling in this last project I did at Doan, which is oh. not really anywhere near the production value of that because we were restricted and outside right. and everybody had masks on and right. stuff, but that sort of freedom of impulse, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm glad. Yeah. That's cool. You said that. Yeah. Well, that was, I mean, that was, I mean, I'm not kidding. That's still to date, like as far as like artistic experiences, that's one of my top ones. Mm. And I like to think I'm a fairly, I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like a cultured person, but I have seen some things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. And like yeah. I mean, that, 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 I mean, I, I can't rattle off authors and yeah whatever you know you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like i'm not i don't have a, a degree in any sort of high art right but i've had some really weird experiences <laughs> and uh uh whatever that in terms of all the like artistic experiences that i've had in my life that was easily up in the top of them in this black box theater yep. on the campus of the university of nebraska yep like go figure right yeah I, and folks still talk about that which means a lot it's kind of like you know, if that's my 15 minutes, I'll take it because it was so pure and so free and everybody was so, it was just like, it was like I had my own kind of wild college free punk rock experience of creating that. Yeah. And 
that yeah it was amazing um so what i mean how did we coalesce as pals though because yeah well so you went to california that didn't go so well it did not did not I went to, <laughs> so no i mean it, it did and it didn't like it, it yeah. i definitely came back to lincoln with my tail between my legs but it was a huge mm-hmm. teaching experience and i you know and i think the stage i think that's when you came back that's when we started to talk and i don't even remember exactly that but i know that's kind of where we i think that we were starting to kind of be pals before i moved yeah and we would and then when i was i know that you and i had a good time just sending each other random uh song lyrics yep yeah we riff on song lyrics yeah like you would send me yep you'd send me a ween lyric yep. and then I'd send you something that was kind of inspired by that was like, could have been anything like right. Devo. And then you'd send something Bruce Springsteen. Like we just do that back yep. and forth. And, but right. it all co- it all was a narrative. Totally. They were yeah, all yeah, yeah. tangentially related somehow. It was like six degrees of ween. Exactly. <laughs> Which that's a podcast in and of itself. We can right. talk about ween. I was thinking about that. Like that's actually probably like the, our, our weird focal point, like the, mm-hmm. whatever the catalyst was probably ween. It was in a weird way because that was really before I'd kind of really gotten too much into the Grateful Dead. Oh my God, that's so but, yeah, right, yep. Mm-hmm. But I think I think those conversations actually made me appreciate Ween more. I had heard a lot of Ween, but I I don't right. think I was. Well, that's all because of Casey. That's Casey. There's a whole other podcast. That is a whole other podcast. Yeah, love you, Casey. So that we so when I moved back, then we kind of we yeah we started hanging out more. Yeah, and more. And then it was mm-hmm. like, well, I think that's because like, yeah. And I don't, what year was that when you came back? Cause I'm trying to figure out where I was 2005. Yeah. So I had just gotten married mm-hmm. and was totally yeah. ill-prepared for that. Well, I totally didn't go to your wedding because I just moved back and gotten a job and I couldn't oh, get yeah. the time off. And I worked weekends at this, like you missed a hell of a soiree. I can tell you that much. Oh, I heard. Right. <laughs> no boy. So that, so that we started hanging out more then. And then mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know. We, yeah, we just, and then, you know, Kirsten and Holly go way back. Yes. About um, 18 years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then we started going to shows and then it would, it would, I think, I really think that our friendship really sort of solidified. I don't know. Maybe it was, it might've been before that, but there was a lot where I was like, I know Steve likes the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. And we're going to Lake McConaughey. Mm-hmm. We got four and a half hours in the car. Yep. Play me what I need to hear. I think I said those exact words. Like, play yeah, me what I need you to did. Hear. So. And that's my favorite words ever. Cause that's, <laughs> that's. You no, know, you lit up like a freaking Christmas tree. Right. Yep. Oh, it's on. Yeah. <sighs> so then we started going to shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good times. Mm-hmm. That's well, we've talked about that. That's another podcast. Listen to that podcast. But Steve, Irvin, yeah, I'll, I'll, grateful I'll, have, pod- I'll have to post a link to that just because there's kind of an asterisk. It's a, of, you know, yeah. an appendix, if you will. Yeah. Um, but then I think it, it, it was one of those things where it's like, well, our friendship grew beyond just doing fun shit. Yes. It came about. Well, we of- both got married. Right. And all of a sudden we're two people where our peer group wasn't married. Right. Yep. You know? Yep. And I was certainly having struggles with that. And that's no secret, you know? Yep. Um, and, uh, 
fact, I think we'll have Holly on here as a guest if she wants to, because she's got stuff to say. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, she's, she was, you know, she'd like to be on it. Um, yeah, dude. So um, she'd be down too. She'd that'd be, that'd be an interesting, like, Oh we boy. Think we're tr- we, we think we're trying to be better and be like, that's the real litmus test. Let's get for, our wives for real. Out. Let's get our wives in here. <laughs> that- yeah. She, <laughs> Kirsten may have said I'm a good man right, earlier, but right. she could just be trying to get in my pants tonight. I don't know if she I could be. <laughs> God, buttering <laughs> you up. Oh my gosh. But right. that's, that's like, you know, around, that's what like, you know, an adult friendship. Yes. Two men being vulnerable yes. with each other's shit. Yes. It grew and with each just, other. Yeah. And just like beyond being partying and having a good time and like, right. hey, bro. Yeah. Like in the same sportsings or like in right, the same right, right. music. How about those like, Huskers? Like, hey, I think I'm going to jump off a ledge. What do you think? Right. 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 Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I can go home tonight. Exactly. <laughs> what do you, what do you, what, what do like, I do about that? Should we, should I just run for the hills? Right. Eh, yeah, dude, maybe not. No, maybe not today. Not today. I mean, and that's the thing is that we're going to share a certain level of, of intimacy here. And I think because, because we have that, our conversations are going to be interesting. Right. At least I hope they are. Right. But the, the fact that, you know, you've heard me at my worst. Yep. Man, stone you cold me. sober. Yep. That's and the I've, thing. Like, there's no excuse right yeah just yeah. we both we both had growing up to do dude right? sometimes i don't i don't feel like i've actually like i'm just play acting at growing up that's real but i also like if i look at my life and kind of how i feel on a day-to-day basis this day like i actually feel like a grown-up and not like oh god i'm old way like i i legitimately and i mean this i feel better today about who I am and where my life is and my life circumstances than I ever have ever period. Yeah. And somebody, as somebody who's seen you. Yeah. As somebody who has seen you through that, I can say that's very clear. I think I'm a little thrown off because I'm trying to teach during a global extinction event. (laughs) But like, I thought about that the other day when like, a tree fucking uh, fell on my car yep. because of a windstorm. And I'm yep. like, ah, I guess I got to call the insurance and take it to the body shop. Your and... relatively new car. Yeah. It's like three years old, two years yeah, old. Okay. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. This thing, that's kind of a bummer. I guess I got to do that. Right. 10 years ago. Oh my God. 15 years ago. I would have gotten the call. End of the world. Right. End of the world. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. So, you know, we're doing okay I think for so. now. We're able to pay our bills for now. It's weird. We're not, I'm not, I'm not, my life is, I'm not bleeding and on fire. Right. Yeah. It's not, neither of our lives are dumpster fires. My life is not an emergency anymore. Nope. Nope. Pretty wild. Well, I mean, like really you have, I mean, the pandemic's kind of, you know, throwing a, a curve ball, but like you have a really great position. Yeah. I'm a professor in case yeah. anybody wants to know. I'm a professor of theater. I teach acting and script analysis and all that stuff. I also direct plays as a part of my job. Which and that's amazing. kind of, it's amazing. That's kind of always what I wanted to do anyway. Like I was telling a prospective student the other day, like my dream, whether I was able to verbalize it or not was really to be, you know, teach at the college level. Right. Like, and that's not everybody's dream that goes, and I've only, it's only been in the last few years that I've been able to really be comfortable with that. Mm. So I get what you're saying. It's like, I'm not pining for 
Hollywood or sure. New York City. Like, I really love getting to work with these students. Like, I could like if you got. I mean, obviously, the television landscape has changed a lot. There's so much great product out there. Mm -hmm. crap too but yeah but there's some really great stuff but like the thought of you working on like some shitty sitcom (laughs) thing some plastic fantastic with the laugh track and all that i could just see you sitting in the office at the end of end of you know shooting for the day just going i hate my life but i think that i i would be willing to bet that the paychecks the paychecks sort of help with that I think the paychecks probably help a lot. Yeah. So there yeah. is that. It's there like, you know that. what? You can, you can have your standards. I'm going to, I'm going to go take my Ferrari over to my second right. house right now. Right. And do whatever you do with that. Well, like, you know, not that he's, his work has ever been too, I mean, he's done some corny stuff, but um, Tim Robbins is a great example to me. You know, Tim Robbins, Shawshank yeah. Redemption. So like, He's got, and he started when he was a student at UCLA back in the late seventies, early eighties, maybe he started a theater company called the actors gang in LA and they're still going. I got a buddy that's two people that I know that are in that. Hmm. And that's where he gets his artistic kicks out. I mean, the guy's a wild man. He adapted 1984 and all this stuff and adapted a a great adaptation of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream. And then he goes and does movies, you know, like he does goofy movies, serious movies, doesn't matter. His bread gets buttered. But right. like his artistic outlet is this acting company in the middle, sure. of, you know. Well, I guess that's right. Like if you if you're bringing down the serious Hollywood money, there's a lot of freedom there. Totally. Yeah. One okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you get you gotta get to a certain level where you can be free. It's that middling. Yeah. So I'm just questioning. I'm sitting here questioning all of my. Yeah, life I was like, again. no dead air, man. You can't just go I, down the rabbit hole, man. I just went down the rabbit <laughs> hole. It's fine. <laughs> But like, I just like, I'm, for those of you that are curious, I'm the director of information systems for a hospital, not too far from here. It's a small rural hospital, but it's a good position. And I really enjoy it for the most part. Mr. Manager. I am Mr. Manager. Yep. Well, here's the thing. You're good at managing. Like I am, you had a man, my own life, but other people's, (laughs) but you had a managing job not that long ago. And I've had a few of them. Your road to, to like it stuff has been interesting, right? Cause you, Cause when I met you, you just decided to go to school for that. Right. Like that was, well, was, yeah, well, not. that's uh, my bachelor's degree. I got my, uh, okay. I finally got my bachelor's degree. I think I graduated with that in 12, but you were doing it kind of without the degree before. That's that. correct. Yeah. And really in it, the degrees don't mean anything. What they, what the, what the bachelor's degree got me was the director position. Right. Yeah. And so you're Funny at a point where you're, you have a title and a position in, yep. in a job that you're very skilled at. And you're well, having- I'm surrounded by people that are skilled by it. And you're it. managing the skilled people. That's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is yep. kind of what a good manager would do. Exactly. That's, you know, you surround yourself with people that are smarter than you are and you'll be a success and give them the credit for it. Yeah. That's, they get all the yeah. credit. Mm-hmm. Or you can just, you know, tweet from the, from the shitter that you're everything. <laughs> You run everything and you haven't lost. Anything. I run everything. This is, I did this all by myself. I did this all by myself. Yeah. And it's not my fault. I did think- it all by myself and it's not my fault. <laughs> it's all too much and it's never enough. Right. Oh my God, Jack. <laughs> we got to get Jack on here. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. So the reason you feel so good about where you're at right now, which is I, anybody listening that's that's not 
that's fairly new. It's not like yeah. brand spanking new, but that's a really recent. Mm -hmm. Something that I've looked for and, and struggled with both um, from out external sources and of my own doing um, for a long time, for 20 years. What, how'd you do that? <sighs> didn't drink, didn't die. Yeah. Didn't run away. Yeah. And, and had to, had to face some hard truths about myself, frankly. So doing the work, yeah. the work and recovery. Yes. And just, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the simplest envelope to put it in. Right. You know? So it's not, it's not, I guess what I'm getting at is that it's not like if I, if I was who I was even five years ago, I would not have, this wouldn't have happened. But it's, it's not the job that gives you that sense of confidence. It's no. not the title. It's not no, the it's not. It's the fact that for the first time in my life, I'm employed by an organization that is scrupulous. <laughs> it's, it's this combination of factors. They're, they're good people. We have some money. The business is not foundering. My mm -hmm. direct, the people that I report to are kind and competent people that mm -hmm. actually care about me and the organization. Mm -hmm. We have a set of standards that everybody tries to adhere to. It's not this just shit show all the time. Right. Like you, we get, you would, you have experienced a whole so many times in so many different ways. Like yeah. I've worked for great organizations that had no money because the world had changed. Right. The newspaper industry. I'm looking at you. Right. You know, I love my, when I, I was IT manager for our local newspaper and I loved that job. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. There was just literally no money. And every single day I thought I was going to get fired. When am I going to yeah. get handed, handed my box? Because right. I went right. through bloodbaths, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so like, that wasn't great. Right. And I worked for companies that were doing okay, but were run by, you know, uh, narcissistic con men. <laughs> Those don't work out. Uh, well, they are. The, the thing is, Joel, this is America and they're doing just fine. <laughs> but 40% well, but, but of my job was lying to people, lying yeah. to vendors, lying to customers, lying to them, the people that I managed. To like try was, to keep that bottom line from bottoming out. Well, yeah, just no. So the owner could just get every last penny. Gotcha. Out of everybody, Six, no matter what the cost. Man. So, so maybe the narcissistic con man at the top of organizing and running something isn't the best idea. Well, actually, this is all, this is another podcast. Yep. But it helps to be like, if you're going to be a CEO, it helps to be a sociopath. <laughs> it really does. Why? Because you're able to compartmentalize things like people. Ah, like you can and like, of... like, for example, if a battery factory in Bhopal, India, India blows up mm -hmm. and creates problems for a lot of people over, over a lot of time, that's mm. just an externality. Oof. That's, I mean, that was, that wasn't anything on us. See, and this is why I think this podcast is actually going to be helpful to maybe, maybe the only people it helps is you and I. Maybe, but like, but the fact that like, we can, we can be in the situation that we're in and be, and try to look at the circumstances and all the things that we're doing, whether it be our favorite Grateful Dead album, or is there such a thing as the multiverse or what happens when we die? And we can have these conversations and try to be, try to be better. Like, yes. how do we, how, do, how does, how does what, and this is what Kirsten so eloquently put on our bike ride. Like, how do, how, how do we deal with these topics, these conversations, these interviews and stay current with each other and with ourselves to try to let the world know that it's, 
good to be vulnerable. It's good to mm. be curious. It's good to have, have long conversations with your friends yes. that aren't typical that, you know, like, I don't know, we're not going to solve Anything? systemic racism. We're no. too, white. you know what I mean? Like, we're right. not going to, we, we can talk to people <laughs> that know a thing or two, right. but like, what can we do? And I think that also just having a, I mean, I keep, I keep seeing these damn memes, like on social media, it's like, you know, take up something new, do something creative, have, and this is a podcast has been on my mind for a while. So I'm, I'm like, just the creativity of it, the conversation. I mean, we both are fans of great podcasters yes, right? and they have perfected mm-hmm. and we're just stealing from them. Totally. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, winking a nod to like, oh, I don't know, Mark Marin. Mark Marin. Rob I, I rem- Bell. Yes, Rob Bell, Duncan Trussell, Pete Holmes. Yes. Right. Like these are stuff you should know, guys. The Josh stuff Josh, you should love know. you guys. Oh my God. Uh right. the, the I have I have a, a nerdy po- uh Pearl Jam podcast I listen to oh, yeah. single podcast theory mm-hmm. with Brad and Brad. And like I love <laughs> the, Brad Blazek and uh Oh, I forgot the other Brad. Oh no. But it's an amazing, I mean, they're just two dudes that love Pearl Jam and they'll talk about the new album. They'll talk about a show. They'll talk about, and like, I don't know that that has gotten me through the crap show that has been the last six months, just having those conversations, even if they're just about Pearl Jam's new album. Well, I think that's, but that's, Oh God. Is that a form of meditation? Is that a singleness? Is that a thing to focus on? Ooh. Right. Like today we're our, our beam, our light or whatever is Pearl Jam's new album. Hmm. That's what maybe. Is that, is that, is that, well, it's, it's a kind of too big to be a mantra. Maybe that's a long mantra. It's a long mantra. I don't hold, I don't know. I don't, distance, I don't hold with people that anything can be meditation if you want it to be. Oh, I don't do that. Okay. I mean, I think I used I'm so to new to all of that. Like I'm, you can be the, what do you think? I don't know. Like, well, I mean, I do believe that sitting down and listening to the dark star from live dead. If you sit and listen to that. Yeah. That's meditating. Yeah, for sure. Right. Lights right. off headphones on. Yeah. No thing else happening. Just listening to that, to that 21 piece minute piece of music when it starts to drift and the St. Stephen starts to rise and you open your eyes, mm-hmm. that's a meditation. I totally agree. I think that that like music, I think is magical in that way and definitely can be like, even like white meditation, <laughs> whatever, whatever, tu- whatever tucks your cucumber into the sure. leather pants. Here I go again. Oh, on no. my- I'm so sorry, everybody. He's going to, he's going to start doing it. Who's the least finger white snake? Nope. I, I'm not going to do my, my, whatever that guy's name is. Robert plant. <laughs> Wannabe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Knock off. David Robert Coverdale. Plant. There we go. Okay. Although he did make an album with Jimmy page. I mean, he, you know, there's a thing. I was at red rocks in 2001 to see Phil Lesh. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was next to this guy who he had been seeing shows since the early seventies and the disco biscuits were opening for Phil. And it was the second night and I was tired and I didn't like, I mean, disco biscuits, they're like playing rave music. I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah, just, I just yeah. want Phil to come out and start doing his thing. And I was kind of whining like these guys, whatever, man. And this old dude just looks at me and he goes, all he said was they're playing red rocks. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just went back to, you know, and I'm like, 
okay, you have okay. a valid point. <laughs> like, where, what am I going home to? My shitty job? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I was like, that's it, where that, that was my lesson for that entire trip was they may suck, but they're playing Red Rocks. Right. Right. So, yep. And, and, and that's the thing, like somebody's disco biscuits could be that dark star from right. life. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're a portal into the, into the, into the divine. Yeah. But I think that music occupies, and I think we're going to probably make a lot of musical references, but I think music occupies a magic there a, a transcendent thing i mean when i listen to rob bell's podcast it's meditative it's more reflective than meditative like oh you know what i mean yeah like we're gonna try to define what that is i'm mm-hmm. it's not like we're the first two people in the world to try to discuss this you know like like we're what not? is meditation? Well, no we're not okay this is an ancient story. oh right oh so we're tapped into an ancient tradition that's kind of cool yeah, it goes back a long, long, okay. long time, I guess. All right. And it's, yeah. Hmm. Sorry, you were saying Rob Bell. I don't know. I was just saying okay. that I, I, I don't know. We, we, that's, that's maybe its own conversation of what is meditation and mm. talk to some actual potential experts at it. Well, maybe. so, okay. So here's the thing. What are we doing here? What are, I don't know. We're talking. <laughs> I, okay. But I, I like, oh, you said, you said vulnerability. And I yeah. think that that's because I, to me, as I'm thinking about like, why are we doing this? What's the point other than just us entertaining ourselves and hopefully mm-hmm. somebody else maybe mm-hmm. is like dealing with things that are frustrating in a way that is real. Mm-hmm. And that is like, we have to look at our own shit with that in terms yep. of like, why is this upsetting? Mm. Why is this upsetting? Mm. Right. I'm here for that. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then, and then pivot that the conversation to how do we deal with it in a way that that is beautiful, in a way that is constructive and useful because I, Lord knows we can go all Statler and Waldorf on shit (laughs) all night long. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But to be able to turn it around into getting back to like, all right, we're, you know, mature adult people right who should Hmm. be better than just being angry i i mean i really love is real like the anger is real and the frustration is real but yeah i've been listening to that book real change by sharon salzberg which i love yeah nice and and it's really intense Mm -hmm. and she digs right in you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. but in a way that is very powerful and she gives so many excellent examples of people who have been through things infinitely worse than things either of i you or i have gone through yep and have come out on the other side as very strong proactive people that work uh to benefit other people yeah and well, so, i, I think that i think that the scope of what you just said is is perfect and 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 that's yeah that's why i think that because we could do a podcast that is just yeah almost self-indulgent but you and I don't operate that way when we talk. Like, it's not just a, a, a let's go down the drain together. It's like, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like, Two we, guys sit, we, sitting at the bar. Yeah. We can't afford, we, we couldn't afford that. That's the truth. So like it's not, it's don't, for people listening, I don't, I don't think you should get the wrong idea that we're like some sort of like saints or like of light. Monks. No, no, no. Uh-uh. no. We're doing this to save our own asses. 
and I really think we are. Cause here's the thing, dude, I, there was a, there was a bit of time, maybe a few weeks ago, I was legit depressed mm. and I was like, all I wanted to do was kind of hide in my basement huh? and play video games mm -hmm. and just kind of check out. And I was like, when I discovered that I could do most of my, without teaching, do a lot of my stuff from home, I would just like sneak away and come home. And I didn't see any colleagues and I barely had any interaction with students. And Kirsten was, you know, back to work. And it was like, this, this feels like the, about the six to nine months before I got clean and sober, Ooh, which were wow. dark, dark. They were dark. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I could see this getting pretty not minus all the like mood altering drugs that depress you even more. Right. 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 But I'm like, man, this, I need, I need accountability, but I also need curiosity and I need to, mm -hmm. you know, feel like, I don't know, whatever I'm interested in is interesting. And in that, you know, I can also be <laughs> interested in other people's stuff and like learn new stuff. Like, I don't know. The, the part that gets me in like, do who needs this? Do you know what I mean? Who needs, I this need part? it. Exactly. I need, I, it. I, I need it. Yeah. So if other people benefit from it, that's even better. And we'll, well try to always kind of have that be the point, but yeah. Well, this goes back to, we were talking about earlier and this may have been before we hit record, but like the, the, the whole, my grateful dead podcast that I did was literally born out of you saying, I wish we had time to hang out and listen to music. Yeah. Like we would have yeah. like in high school, Yeah, you know, yeah. we just sit and listen to it and talk about it, you know, like, yeah. well, we can't do that. Right. So that's, so that podcast is just started as me playing music and talking about it to you for you. Yeah, dude. And I, and people listen to it. Not a lot, listen. but you know. And I listened to it. Like yeah. you turned me on to, and, and contextualized different eras of the music. And you told me backstories, of what you could find. And it was like, I was riding down to Lake McConaughey with you. Yep. Well, that was the goal. And so like, this is really uh, just a two way version of that, mm -hmm. you know, but like to, to quote a, to sort of branch out into different worlds and talk about different things, yes. you know, to like maybe research a thing or, you know, oh, bring yeah. mm -hmm. some random in and like, be like, you know, what are you doing in the world and talk to them. And I, I, I don't know. I, well, think, I think we've got a really, you know, here's a little self show plug, but we've got already a really fine list of topics and people. Like yep. we've probably got a year's worth of podcasts on this piece of paper I'm looking at. Yeah. And like some of those things are you and I talking about a certain thing. Mm -hmm. And some of those things are, we need to bring in an expert. Like, yep you know, Terry who restores old Porsches, like right. who doesn't want to hear, I want to hear about that, but I also totally. want to hear why that matters to him yep. and why he suits up to work every day. What interests him about restoring old Porsches. And I know yep. that guy yep. could talk really eloquently about what oh, that means. Totally. Yep. And I, you know? I, I look very, he's in, I look very much forward to having him on. Yeah. And we, we know just a lot of really weird and cool people. Yeah, dude that are doing well, mm -hmm. you know, and that mm -hmm. with their weirdness yes. and coolness because of their weirdness. Yes. Yep. Yep. And mm -hmm. then like, that's like, I'm a really strange person that has a very straight job. Totally. <laughs> so it's, it's this weird dichotomy. Like people <laughs> that I work with, like they, they don't know what to make of me, which I kind of enjoy. And that benefits yeah. me sometimes, you know? Um, yeah. My, my students don't know what to make of me either. Whenever I, whenever I get close to like a, uh, like a potential drug reference of something that I've specifically experienced, I always say, 
I read a book about that. Right. Like I read a book about amyl nitrate or I've read, <laughs> I don't know. I've never done. <laughs> see, but that's the thing yeah. is that I've never done those things. So now it's just this running joke of like, I read a book about taking DMT with shamans in the rainforest. Right. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, like we're, we're, we're two dudes that have uh, an interest in a lust for life. Yep. We're, we're okay with being vulnerable with each other and with, yep. with people around us. Yep. And we, I don't know, we're curious. And we're also like, you know, curious, curious. Mm-hmm. and well, and I, there's a certain element of like, I refuse to accept the reality that is force fed to me. Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't trust yeah. it. Yep. Like, why would I? And that's simulation. Why, yeah. Like, I don't like t- TV. Like, I enjoy, like, I enjoy some entertainment programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Shit's Creek and Peaky Blinders and The Sopranos. Right. Right. But do I, like, quote, watch television? No. Right. Because every time I have to look at it, like, if I'm in a waiting room or at my parents' house or whatever, I'm just like, I'm horrified. Yeah. I'm mortified. You know what I'm saying? I do. Cause and the, I, and the, like the radio no, is terrifying. Yeah. No, like I feel so sorry for people that think that that shit matters or is important Dude, or is real. I checked out of like pop radio several years ago and it's so interesting to tune back into it because it's like, I have no idea what's going on. And Kirsten sort of keeps up. I'm like, right. I don't know what this is. I, I have no idea what, what, what like I'm I missing. looked at like, and this I'm, I'm just, a, now I'm like, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Old man yells at cloud. I mean, right. that's right. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so like, I'm like my kids. Cause I have young daughters, you know, mm-hmm. ordering on teenagers now, which is mm-hmm. just insane. Mm-hmm. but like they i'll never forget i'll never forget the day um the oldest came home from school and she looked at me and i could tell she had something on her mind and i'm like what is it kiddo and she goes daddy none none of my friends know have ever heard of jerry garcia oh my god <laughs> like which, you, which like means a, that she taught she brought it up yes, like yes, she was yes. like hey do you guys yes. know who jerry garcia yeah, and they were like no Oh, wow. And she was so like, she was kind of scared to mention it. And that, and like, is that even real? Like, are you totally insane? Like, is this a dream? And my answer to that is yes. And yes, yes. it's all a dream. We dreamed one afternoon long ago. And she's like, my dad is crazy. Yes. My dad is crazy. Yes. But the thing is, she knows all the songs. Yeah, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we yeah, gotta, dude, I don't remember how we got off on that tangent, I but I know. like it, it happens. Yeah. It totally. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and we're just going to like, I'm going to, we're going to apologize for this once right okay. now. Sure. It's going to come back to the grateful, for? It is. It's going to come back to the grateful dead Frequently. and perhaps on, on my end Pearl jam quite a bit. Yep. So, and then we you know. boys it tastes, oh. tastes good on the bun. It does taste good on the bun, man. <laughs> Well, uh, did we do it? I think we did it. 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 I feel real good. I feel like I I bought a microphone. I did too. In a case. Right. I, I made an Instagram account that I'm probably going to Which start I putting. love. Yeah, I'm going to start putting stuff on that. And you can link to our, our pod uh-huh. website. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, here's the thing we want to be able to hear from anybody that's interested or yes. has questions. And if you think there's something we need to talk about, as yes. long as it's not like, 
bat nuts crazy well QAnon conspiracy although that'd be interesting well sure let's pick it apart (laughs) the babylonian death ancient death cult sure no um but yeah like if we can somehow be better and and encourage others to at least try something wacky whether they think it's going to matter or not that's the point you know like that's that's that I, we can't ask for anything more than that, you I don't know, because so. yeah, yeah. So I think we did it, buddy. Cool. Well, I'm gonna press the stop button. All right, stop we'll, this. We'll we'll do this next time. All right. All right. See you guys later. Raised 